the things I have seen. Omo, one time, someone in our community impersonated me. Like, I just woke up one day and there is another person with my name and image and everything talking to people in the group. And I'm like, this is how it happens. In a world that is rapidly changing, it is important to learn about the fundamentals of new and existing technology. This is why we decided to start this podcast. Welcome to The Bust. On The Bust podcast, we discuss all things tech, Web3 and crypto with the view to promoting knowledge and accessibility to everybody that wants to get in. My name is Landria Dioye. And my name is Rosmadine Effiel. Follow and subscribe to the podcast as we share exciting episodes with you weekly. Thank you everyone for stopping by to listen to the podcast again. And if it is your first time listening, thank you for tuning in. You can catch up on all other amazing episodes that we've recorded after listening to this. Also, don't forget to follow the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to us from and leave a review also share the podcast link with anyone who is crypto or web3 curious and rose is here today i'm excited where where have you been (laughs) i was expecting some drum rolls (laughs) (laughs) hey hey larry um i have been around um i was currently or rather i am currently handling some new projects at work um that is flooding my calendar so i'm struggling with finding a balance but that's happening a bit gradually uh it's good to be back and by the way great job on the last episode you were amazing oh thank you thank you i mean it was so weird recording by myself <laughs> I, I was speaking to myself but yeah quite interesting overall thank you yeah you did good Thank you. For me, I've been very well, just focused on work mostly. I just feel in that mode where I just came back from from vacation and I feel like I need to go on vacation again. But (laughs) yeah, I've just been very like, put my head down in work um, Mm -hmm. for the last few weeks. That's really all I've been focused on so far. So what are we talking about today? Right, so today we're going to be talking about some common Web3 scams because uh, like they happen every day. I, I, if I want to count on my fingertips the amount that I have heard for this week alone, I'm going to run out of space. So today we're going to talk about the common Web3 scams and how to avoid them. Uh, we have an amazing guest who's going to break down this topic with you. Spoilers, she has some very interesting stories of her own to share. So <laughs> get comfortable. But before we get into that, let's look at some of the news that made the rounds for this week in crypto drum rolls yay (laughs) so the first headline today pick and pay that's the south african retail giants just announced that it will be accepting bitcoin in its outlet so we're looking at over a thousand six hundred stores uh, I think that's a major, major, major win for crypto adoption, especially in Africa. Very excited about that one. Also, yesterday, Coinbase NFT posted a tweet 
that said that it was pausing its NFT drops on the platform, which caused some people to speculate that they were shutting down. But as of today, they've clarified that they're not shutting down. They're only pausing the NFT drops. Also, Meta, finally Facebook earning report was released yesterday. And one of their reality um, lab division suffered a whooping loss of about $13.7 billion. They're only able to make a revenue of $2.2 billion, but that is not discouraging the CEO, Mark Zuckerberg, because he said he still believes uh, that the Reality Labs ecosystem will grow significantly over the next few years. So fingers crossed and looking forward to that for Mark. Also, yesterday we had this very big news that the Binance chain, BNB, released a white paper for its decentralized data storage called BNB Greenfield. And according to that white paper, the system will be powered by BNB tokens. That's the native Binance Smart Chain tokens. And it will allow users and other decentralized applications to maintain full ownership of their data. I think that that is super amazing for the Web3 ecosystem that Binance is taking that upon itself. So yeah, those are the major stories for the week. Larry, what do you think about them? Yeah, I think it's quite interesting. Funny thing is today I saw a tweet that someone posted about Meta. The person had invested in Meta stock and they got about 18% on their investment. So I'm surprised that they made this much loss on their virtual reality, you know, category. Although, I mean, it's not surprising because it's fairly new and it's probably just an, you know, an investment that they hope will yield, you know, a lot of value in the future. So, I mean, it's probably just part of business anyway. I think this news with Pick and Pay is quite interesting. I look forward to seeing, you know, a major retail store in Nigeria also going that way, like to start accepting crypto with the way Nigeria is going right now. Um, yes there's no cash <laughs> uh-huh. i agree yeah. and we actually i just spoke with some family members and everyone is struggling they can't find cash and it's very difficult to make online payments so it's it's mm-hmm. chaotic Ooh. yes yes I, I really hope um and i look forward to when you know crypto would have mass adoption and we hope that you know it really eases this economic and financial issues that we have every other day but anyway it's quite interesting yeah was was quite interesting to know yeah that particular news got me excited when it broke today and again so going back to the nigerian case i think this is just one of those very prime examples where you would wish we had i think do we have a nigerian stable coin or something well having it is one thing adoption is another where it would just be easy to send crypto nara um stable coins to people and just use it to solve this problem that we are having but of course it's certainly more complicated than that so let's just keep our fingers crossed also as a segue into today's topic and before we bring on our guest Let's list some of the recent Web3 scams that made the news within the week. And yeah, so we have the Robin Hood Twitter account hack, where 
a hacker took over the account and posted a scam NFT and token drop. And shortly after that, I think it was like two days or even a day after, we had the Azuki. Azuki is a very popular NFT collection. They also had their uh, Twitter accounts hacked and about $750,000 was drained in under 30 minutes. Also, I think it was the same week as the Robin Hood hack, Kevin Rose, who is the creator of the Moonbirds NFT project, was hacked and he lost over a million dollars in digital assets. Of course, this is just some of the very big stories that made the headlines, and I'm certain that there are more that have been unreported. Something to notice that these are not usually limited to a hacker breaking into your wallet. Sometimes it's a rug pull, and this is where people create a project and they make it seem legit and genuine. People get in interested and they begin to invest in their tokens and coins, and after a while, they just take all of the money and disappear, which I find that's very interesting. It happens very often in crypto. I think one happened as of yesterday, but the news is still unfolding and we'll report it as soon as we get more on it. Yes. I actually find this quite interesting. And the whole Web3 scam thing is not just happening with companies, it's also individuals. There's a lot that people have to be aware of when it comes to protecting your wallet. You know, as we get into adopting crypto, it's also important that we also understand security. And that is why we actually have this conversation today. And I'm excited to speak with Ajiri Omafokwe. Uh, she is a product designer. She works in the Web3 space. Welcome, Ajiri. How are you? Thank you. Thank you. I'm doing good today. Please, would you like to introduce yourself better? Tell us everything we need to know about you. Hmm. There's so much about me. I don't know where to start, but um, I'm going to try to cut it short and go straight to the point. Like you said, I am a product designer in the Web3 space. And trust me, in my eyes, I've seen many wonderful and not so wonderful things about building products in the Web3 space. And I'm really excited to be here today. And I look forward to sharing. And hopefully people would listen to this podcast and they will not be victims of cleverly crafted scams that mm-hmm. populate the Web3 space, basically. I, I hope so too. And then let's just get on to the topic. What are some of these Web3 scams and... How can people avoid them? Let's just start with that. What are, Let's just start with this Web3 scam. Why would people want to come someone else? Where does it even start from in the first place? All right. Um, yeah, so I would start by saying that people will scam because people are people, right? And human nature has that tendency to want to get one up someone else that is on seemingly unfamiliar with the terrain right and it usually starts with them trying to gain your trust and then they propose things to you you know how we have so many scams around investments this is the one that um i have a lot of i have two interesting stories around this particular type of scam and i would like to say that as much as possible you must realize that you're only going to fall victim to all of these scams if you are greedy right because they come to you and they provide all these stories and 
most of the time it is too good to be true. And if you do not carry out your own due diligence and ask questions, you would actually be a victim of this scam. So the first scam I'll be talking about today are like get rich quick scams. Nowhere in the world would you be able to make 10% back in a month <laughs> in the regular stable financial system. So if somebody comes up to you and they tell you, oh yeah, you can make 30% if you just give me the money and I'll help you invest it. Or, oh, there's this wonderful coin that's going to pump. It's going to pump. And then because you just think, wow, 30%, wow, 300%, wow. And then they show you all the money they've made from maybe other coins like that. And they're like, wow, it works. So, and then because of greed, emphasis on greed, you take your money and then you invest in all of these things. You know, it, I don't even call it an investment, to be honest. But they are basically scams, get rich quick scams that um, just happen in that manner. You know, one of them... You can say the rock pool that you talked about earlier, right? A lot of people get onto certain projects. You know, most of the projects that end up being rock pools, if you actually calm down, do your research, read your white paper, and check out for certain things like, oh, are these people anonymous or not? Because if you're trying to launch a new coin in this day and time, you're not Satoshi Nakamoto, right? <laughs> Sorry. Like, please, who are you? <laughs> and where are you coming from? You can't try to write on anonymous. This is one word that is very difficult for me to pronounce. Anonymous? Me? Yeah, you can't write on anonymous. <laughs> ah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, because a lot of people, they don't have a lot of trust in the space. And so you have to put a face and then put yourself on the line, right? So people can actually trust your project. So I think I'm already talking about two types of scams already. But yeah, basically, if anybody comes to you and they tell you, oh, in the crypto space, you can make a lot of money. Can you make a lot of money? Yes. But not in the way that they're telling you. So if someone is saying, oh, you just buy this coin and the next one month you're going to get 300 percent my dear run i totally agree i mean i i know that a couple of investment companies that are now using crypto as a front for shady business so they've seen that ponzi is no longer working that much or like using something else as a front is no longer working and people are interested in crypto and i've seen a couple of companies that you just know it's you know this get rich scheme thing but they just use, you know, crypto as the front and people just, they tell you that you will get 10% per month or 20%, just ridiculous amounts. And because they now tell you it's crypto and just show you some graph, people tend to fall for it. So I totally understand what you are talking about. There's so many types of Web3 scams, right? Especially for me as an insider, the things I see every day, I think some some days I think I've seen it all, but still they, they still find a way to surprise me. For example, last month someone cloned our website. Like 
mm-hmm. you would almost not be able to tell the difference, except it was in the position of one of the items in our nav bar that made it different. But for someone who's not very, very familiar with our website, it would be easy to trick or scam you. And the way the person cloned it was such that if you click on the marketplace link on their website, it would auto link to your wallet and drain it. But thankfully, we were able to catch that on time. Also, in my role, I have to do a lot of community management. And the things I have seen, Omo, one time, someone in our community impersonated me. Like, I just woke up one day and... There is another person with my name and image and everything talking to people in the group. And I'm like, is this how it happens? And of course, they just start to share phishing links. Of course, you know, in the Web3 community, we have to use a lot of platforms like Telegram and Discord for building and managing communities. And there is literally no day where I don't come online and there is somebody sending me a link to something that I should click and be interested, like it, it would interest me. Um, there's these two guys that reached out to me on LinkedIn. They're like, we're, we're connecting because we saw you work in the Web3 space. I'm writing a PhD thesis on something, something, and we would like your help. Please click on this link. I'm like, mm-hmm. why am I clicking on link to help you with your thesis? It just doesn't add up. So, I mean, this, this is actually a very interesting conversation that not just interesting it's a necessary conversation that should be had so people do not fall for these kinds of scams i mean my twitter dms are also full of just people sending you know messages and everyone has to be so careful that even people who come in with the right intentions i don't even want to you know click on anything or read any message because i'm now like very careful you know about all of that but yeah, back to Ajiri. So you've spoken about, you know, two common scams that people should be aware of. Are there more that you'd want to talk about? Yes, 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 definitely. I'd like to piggyback off what Rose said about picking links that you do not understand. So there's something called phishing, P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G. And um, what it basically means is for scammers, it's popular in the Web2 space. But you know when you get all these emails, they tell you, oh, your account has been hacked. Click this link now to to reactivate it, right? You know, those are efficient scams. Usually when you click on those links, one of two things will happen. It's either you get, they get access to your computer. And if you get access to your computer, what it means is maybe you have your keys to your wallet stored there, you'd find that you've lost all your money because now they, they have access to your private keys and it's all right. Or they tell you to click and download a PDF file. You do that and what you find is a malware into your system. And what malwares do is they could even be ransomwares, right? So they say, oh, we have access to all your files. If you don't pay us a certain amount of money, you're no longer going to be able to access your files, yada, yada, yada. This is very common with companies and organizations, but as individuals, we also have to be very careful about these kind of scams because they can actually be very deadly. And um, 
So how to avoid this is do not click on any links that you do not understand. Do not download anything that you weren't expecting. If someone sends you an email that sounds or feels fishy, call them over the phone to confirm that they actually sent you that email. And make sure you cross-check links. Make sure nothing is missing. Make sure there isn't an extra full stop or a full stop is replaced with an iPhone or it's coming from an email you do not recognize. So you have to make sure you're very sure before you click on any links. And if you absolutely have to click on the link, you can go on to phishing, um, to websites that help you detect phishing scams. So if you just go online and search in website. Or if you go online and search for websites that help you uncover phishing links, and then you type it in there to tell you if the, the link is safe or not. And you know that's the best way to um, confirm and make sure that you do not fall victim to phishing scam. Yeah, I think that's quite interesting. Um, we will look for that resource about you know websites that help people to detect phishing links and put that in the show notes. But I think this is quite um, interesting. And you also mentioned before, you know, we started recording that you had, you know, personal experiences of being scammed. So would you like to talk about that now? Yes, of course, definitely. I like to share this story because it happened a long time ago and I am a lot wiser now and I haven't been scammed recently, thankfully. So in 2016, the first time I got to know about Bitcoin, I was at university and my friend from secondary school reached out and was like, oh my God, do you know about this, decentralized this, the blockchain, Bitcoin, yada, yada, yada. And then he mentioned the magic um, acronym, TBC, the billion coin. Hmm. <sighs> I don't know if you know the billion coin, but this is like really early days of crypto in Nigeria. And everybody was bullish on the billion coin. So this was a, this is a coin that, first off, is not listed on any coin market. It's only listed on its website. <laughs> and it has a promise to get to one billion and to lift Africans out of poverty. Wow. <laughs> My altruistic <laughs> self, I was so excited. Like, wow. I was very young at the time and I was happy that oh there's something that would help a lot of people or oh, I'm a part of something big and lovely and nice at the time Bitcoin was about eight hundred nine hundred one thousand dollars I took my life savings one thousand dollars and I went to buy TBC. The moment I bought it I realized what this scam it was this was around the time when MMM was trending MMM, the rest of them, right? So I already knew about this whole Rob Peter to PayPal thing. I wasn't interested, so I did not participate. But I, this was something new that I was just excited about. I did not carry out due diligence. And there wasn't a lot of information online at the time, to be honest. Right now, there's a lot of trustworthy information you can go online and find. But then there was nothing there. If you just search Bitcoin, say, is this calm? Is this calm? Is this calm? <laughs> I was like, okay, let me leave this calm. And since my friend says this other one is not this calm, I went to meet my sisters. I took money from them, another maybe $2,000, and we bought TBC. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I never got to get my money back. It was essentially a rock pool. I'm just imagining how the emotions you must have felt when you realized that you weren't able to get your, you weren't going to get your money back. Yeah, it was crazy. I was young and it was all the money I had. I learned many mm-hmm. valuable lessons. First off, never approach investments with all your money. Mm-hmm. And do due diligence. Always make sure that you're sure. And then you have to also make sure that you diversify. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. So yeah, that was the first experience I had. And then the second one, you see why I started with that story about investments is because it's very personal after that whole episode i just took a chill pill from crypto for a while for like maybe two years two three years i think and then in 2018 i came back again a trusted auntie in my life not much older right but somebody i really respected told me about this investment platform where we would get 10% 10% every month on our money. And I was like, oh, okay, that sounds nice. That makes sense, right? 10% doesn't sound like a scam. And then this person is trusted, right? And then I dropped my money. Over the course of eight months, the money kept compounding and compounding and compounding. And then it was close to Christmas and everybody wanted to withdraw. And all of a sudden, the trader, that was trading on our behalf said that Bitcoin crashed and for that reason our money had lost value and everybody was shouting and screaming they came reported him to the police he went and then he said oh does everybody want to collect Bitcoin had I known that Bitcoin was no longer because now I already had a TBC experience so I just concluded Every coin was a scam. And when I did my research online, every, everything pointed to Bitcoin being a scam, right? So I wasn't interested in collecting Bitcoin. If I collected Bitcoin now, eh? But well, let's not dwell on that. So what happened at the end of the day was he said he was going to get into an ICO. ICO is initial coin offering. My God, that was where everything just crumbled bought this coin and it was another rock pool how are you still surviving <laughs> i don't even know what i am still doing in this space i think i'm such a strong believer because two times i was born and the the two times i tried my best to do all the due diligence i could do and make sure that i was um basically moving with people that i trusted and everything around that but after that i've been very wise right I learned about the whole not your keys, not your coins, right? All of that, all of that, all of that. And right now I am very safe. I've, I already ordered the hardware wallet here because I'm like, it's like this is my Bitcoin is getting to hardware wallet yeah. points, right? Because I don't want to hear story and all of that. So, yeah. That's... Yeah, I'd like for you to say more. You know, you said something about not your keys, not your coins. Um, Say more about what that means um we're all aware of the ftx debacle that happened where a lot of people lost their life savings or their company's money because they kept their money their cryptocurrency on a centralized exchange aka 
FTX. So centralized exchanges are exchanges that basically hold your money, but you need to carry out some kind of KYC. So it's not completely, it is centralized because the company is in control. They can prevent your, your coins from going out or coming in because it's their platform, they're in control. And they basically control everything that is on their platform. And usually, it's in the fine print. They tell you if anything happens, your coins are gone. But most of us do not read the fine print. And so what this means is, as much as possible, you need to store your coins in a decentralized wallet. Decentralized wallets like Trust Wallet. Trust Wallet is still my favorite. I think it's just beautiful and it has the best ux simple straightforward not complicated and it just works right you can also use other ones like metamax phantom at least those are the ones i use rainbow yeah so it's it's important that you are in charge you have your keys and you are as anonymous as possible so that if anything happens you know that it's your fault that you get hacked and not any third party's fault. You know, that's the whole point of crypto, right? Mm -hmm. Making you your own bank, making it such that your financial prosperity is not dependent on anybody. So you can use centralized exchanges for what they are meant to be used for, which is to convert your fiat to crypto. And then you move it out into your, the safety of your decentralized wallet. So yeah, that's it. Yeah, sounds sounds quite interesting. I mean, I don't know if there is an answer to this question or a positive answer to this question, but I'm going to ask anyway. How can people who have been scammed, how can they protect, what can they do? So if I get scammed right now, is there anywhere I can recover my money? What can I do? What do I do next? All right, with the way crypto is set up, there's close so nothing you can do to recover your money you know that's one major downside and it's also an upside because it's one of the reasons why we're here in the first place yeah. so you have to make sure that you are protecting your keys right so once you are using your decentralized wallet for example make sure that you don't give out your keys to anybody don't allow greed like you mentioned in twitter dms there's so many people there saying oh i have 10,000 years it's in my wallet. I don't know how to move it out. Please, can you help me? Here are my keys. You would go in there, you would see it, but then you need to deposit some transaction fees to get the money out. And you keep depositing and it keeps leaving. You keep depositing and that's how they just scam you. But if you get scammed, I would just encourage you to find some food, eat it, you know, cry if you have to and then wipe your tears because there's not much that can be done to help you. There are governmental organizations like in the US, there's the Securities Commission, you can report to the FBI, but truthfully there's little or nothing they can do to help you except you did the transaction on a centralized exchange and then the funds are still on the exchange, they haven't been moved out, then you can be helped. If it was done on a decentralized exchange, it's it's all gone. And yeah, that's what I have to say about recovering funds when you are scammed. So at the end of the day, in the crypto space, prevention is better than cure because most of the time, there is no cure. Right, 
right? It sounds quite interesting. So uh, I'm actually very excited that you briefly touched on centralized exchanges, decentralized um, exchanges, and also uh, the popular saying in crypto that if it's not your keys, of course, it's not your funds. And what this means is that even the funds you keep on centralized exchanges are not that safe, right? Because they can be hacked. And of course, it's always necessary. So even if you're new in Web3 and you have a significant amount of funds that are in crypto, then it's best that you should consider having cold wallet to store them. And a cold wallet is basically like a pen drive or a flash drive, which you can use to store your coins offline. The downside is that you are completely responsible for the security of that, but still it's better because we have seen too many things in the past couple of months with centralized exchanges to not take this particular risk. Also, we cannot stress this enough to your own research. Anytime you hear of a new crypto project, do not just take the word of the person who's informing you about it. Like, dig 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 look at the team ask questions look at their backgrounds look at the tokenomics does it make sense ask a lot of really important questions and yes if it sounds too good to be true then you should definitely trust your instincts because you will be burned when all goes to hell um also my last question um do you think based on your experience in the ecosystem that currently we're more concerned with say education and helping people understand the benefits of web3 and we're not doing much to educate people on how to protect themselves from uh this comes so if that is true how can we do better hmm i would say yes i would say yes there are a lot of how to set up your first wallet how to oh what's bitcoin what is the blockchain but not much around scams and these scams are actually making it such that when people get onboarded into this space they don't stay and then they also prevent other people for, from coming in and this reduces adoption in the long run so what we think we're getting more people in by using education i'm a big fan of education by the way but i think what we're educating them also needs to involve everything around how they can be safe when they get into the space and maybe we need to have more independent people teach more about crypto scams and how to um, avoid them because the bulk of the people that carry out these education campaigns are centralized exchanges. And because they're trying to get you to put your money in there, they're not going to tell you that, not, they, they won't tell you not your keys, not your coins. They're not going to tell you all of these things because they need you to put your money in so that they can have money to carry out transactions and everything around that. So yeah, I think if you're listening to this and you're a crypto person, do take out the time once in a while to teach and share with others how they can avoid all of these scams. The ecosystem will be better for it. I actually also wonder why it seems like, you know, cold wallets are not really a thing. I think centralized exchanges have made it easier, you know, but I would hope that there is more education also about, you know, how people can get the hard wallet and save their money there but yeah i mean this is just 
random but if there's this karma listening to this what would you say to them there's karma i actually know a few people that are karmas to be honest okay. they don't think karmas right but they participate heavily in um, making rock pools happen right mm. and they're smart and they're gaming the system so what i would just say is at the end of the day Money is great. Money is amazing. Having a lot of money is important, but you have to also realize that you're hurting pe- people, real people. People are losing their livelihood. People are losing their lives. Families are going under because you're trying to accumulate wealth. And you need to stop. There are other legal ways that you can make money in the crypto space without having to essentially get one up on other people so change is what i would say change and um, stop being a scammer you would live a more fulfilled life that way (laughs) all right um that's a good word thank you uh yeah so for anybody who's listening to us i think uh the fear of web3 scams should not put you away or put you off because to be honest traditional finance isn't any safer yes it's heavily regulated but have you seen all the stories on twitter money disappearing from banks a certain bank that i will not name but you know what i'm talking about i mean you get my point right so yeah come to web3 yeah i mean there was there's even this um there was this news that came on last week i think about usain bolt losing about 12 million dollars of his money to i'll just say scammers you know he invested his life savings in something and the money is just not there anymore so like you said i mean happens in web 2 happens in web 3 so you can as well just um invest in crypto <laughs> But yeah, um, thank you so much, Ajiri, for you know coming and speaking so brilliantly on this topic. I personally learned a lot um, from the conversation. I'm wondering, do you have anything to plug? How can people find you? Yeah, so you can find me on social media, um, on Twitter at underscore, on Instagram at underscore. I know that's a lot. Or you can just go to the site and you can find any and everything that um, is related to me there. Yeah, thank you. We're going to put all this information in the show notes so you guys can check that out. So follow Adjiri on the socials. And thank you so much, everyone. Thank you for listening. We hope that you got a lot of value from the episode. So listen to more episodes. Follow the board podcast or whatever platform you are listening to us from. Share feedback and topic suggestions and also Web3 related questions to the the burst podcast at gmail.com. Also follow us on Twitter at the burst pod and on Instagram at the burst podcast. Thank you so much, everyone, and see you on the next episode.